0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things
2: differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., and help you
0: understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Moson
2: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Matt Ryan of the Colts, the uh, former league MVP, led the Colts to a win over the Jags. They're now 3-2-1. How the hell are you guys three, two,
4: and one, Matt? Can you explain that to me? Uh, no, you know it's 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 really been uh, an interesting first you know six games here, um, but we are where we are, and we're right in the mix. And so six games into it, you know, honestly, um, you, you just you know obviously you like to be six and zero, but we're not. But but we're we're where we need to be uh, in order to accomplish what we want to accomplish.
1: But also when you go from a you know the Falcons in a system and you were comfortable and then you go to a new team like Russell Wilson with Seattle and now goes to Denver how big a transition is that for you know even guys who are Hall of Fame quarterbacks
4: Yeah it's I mean it's it's harder it, it, it's probably a little harder than you think it's going to be you know you think you're just hey I'm a, I'm going to go there I'm going to do exactly what I've done you know my entire it's just different you know, you get in and, and the day-to-day operation of the building, the coaches. You know, I, I, I thought, um, you know, I thought having gone through coaching transitions and stuff like that, it would help. And, and I think to a certain extent, you know, it did during my time in Atlanta. But it really feels a lot like being a rookie again. Uh, because not only are you, are you learning, you know, new offense, getting used to new coaches. For the first time in 14 years, I'm learning a completely new roster. You know, even in those coaching transitions uh, we had in Atlanta, you still had pieces that that you knew and and that continuity helped uh go through some of those things.
1: Do you know everybody's name on the roster?
4: <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I think on, I think yeah. on the roster I'm pretty good. What kills me, you know, or, or not kills me, but what's hard is you know, when you're in the same building for 14 years and you walk around, you know everybody, right? And and so you can say hello, you can I still struggle at, at certain times of like, oh, hey, yeah. and It's hard because they all know your name, you know, and, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be. Okay, incolite, so but- I,
1: I'm going to be somebody in the office and you don't know my name. How would you handle it? When I go, hey, Matt, hey, great, great win against the Jaguars.
4: Thanks, man. How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> do you know my name, Matt? Then if you put me on the spot, that's where I just go. No, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you
1: got roughed up those first couple of games in more ways than one. But, you know, do you change anything when you, you you're not playing like they think you're supposed to be playing? You're not playing like you think you're supposed to be playing. So then what goes through your mind?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, all athletes, you um, you know, it's, it's, that's part of professional sports. I mean, if you, if you hang around long enough, there's going to be the ups, there's going to be the downs and um, you got to keep plugging away and, and you got to keep believing that, you know, your best is, is coming, you know, the the next time you suit up, I think you focus on practice. You focus on trying to, you know, work on good habits uh, in practice and, um, You know, that's that's what I've always done, even even from being a young player when things aren't good. You know, I think I think you get really simple in those kind of situations. You simplify and and you work on the fundamentals and you go back to that uh, and you hammer away at those. And, and, um, you know, that's what I what I've tried to do the last handful of weeks. Okay, when you go home, does mom say to everybody,
1: don't bring up the game if you have a bad game? (laughs) How does it work when you walk into the house?
4: My kids got no filter. Um, and so you know, they'll humble you pretty, pretty good. And you know, like they're starting to get it. So I've got twin boys and, and they're four and a half and they're, they, they kind of, you know, understand what's going on and they understand wins and losses. Um, and they're like, Dad, you didn't throw any touchdowns. What's up with that? And I'm like, hey, man, it's harder than it looks, you know. Uh, but it's it's funny. It's funny to see it. And, uh, you know, luckily, you know, this past week they were fired up and, and excited we won.
1: We're talking to Matt Ryan of the Colts. Do you know who has gotten the benefit of more roughing the passer calls in the last five years?
4: I'm assuming it's me. Yes, if, it is. If, 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 congratulations. If, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, I'm not sure that's a good thing though, because <clears throat> it means you are getting hit. <laughs> you know, okay. I think that but, might be but, like a quantity thing. Yeah, it is. But but I'm wondering,
1: like Brady's been given uh rough in the passer fifteen times. I think you've been given twenty-nine times.
4: Do you, Damn, why are you bringing this up? Well, we, we I'm just curious. You should have just let this sweep right under the rug uh, <laughs> but and not, and not alert it. Are you anybody. selling it better than Brady
1: is? Because you got to be faster than Brady. So it's not like he's – you're not slower than Brady, right?
4: There's no chance. Okay. Um, I think he's like one of three or four people I can probably beat in a foot race <laughs> in this league, but – <laughs> I'm, I'm. I feel pretty confident in that one. But do you I sell I mean, it better? I didn't. I didn't. I say I had one this past weekend. There was nothing I needed to sell. Yeah. I mean, he was pushing my neck, and my neck feels it today. You know, uh, because of it. So, um, but yes, I mean, it's not like a flop in soccer. But <laughs> anytime, I mean, honestly, anytime, anytime you're hit around the head, I mean, you, I do. I turn around and look and, and let him know. Um, but it's up to them to call it.
1: But also you have to now factor in if I give the impression that I'm a little more banged up than what I am, then you get pulled out with this sort of uh, overprotection new protocol here with quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I think the I think the rule changes have been good, you know, to be honest with you, like um I I get, you know, trying to protect it's it's become more of more of a of a passing league. You know, we all know that. And and I, I get trying to protect, you know, the guys who are out there that make it entertaining, exciting for fans. Um, but it's hard, you know, like I think the ones below the knee and I think the ones kind of above the shoulders, I think they're pretty easy to, to officiate. You know, I, I do think it's the ones that are going to the ground um, and, you know, landing with full force or whipping those, those get subjective and and, and those are tough. And um you know I'm not gonna lie. I always like it when they call them, and it's you know, and it's in our favor, but you you look at the defensive guys and you go through these meetings and you you sit there and you listen to coaches trying to explain how to play and and it's i don't know I don't know what you say, you know, so I think uh that part of it is is really tough,
1: okay. what would you suggest if the competition committee came to you and said? You know, defensive linemen or, you know, anybody who's gonna hit the quarterback, how can we make it so it doesn't feel like you guys are overprotected?
4: I, I don't think it's easy. You know, I, I really don't because you know, I like I don't think you wanna go back. I, I I really don't. I don't I don't think you wanna take steps back to where um you know where you're getting that full force landing on because you know the 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 amount of I've always said you know to people like it's not the impact the guy hits you with that usually hurts the most it's the ground you know like the ground continues to wear you out so i think i think it's good what they're trying to do Maybe you make some of them reviewable, kind of like they do in college football with the targeting, um, you know, where, where they have the ability to review whether or not it was. Um, so it's not, you know, quite as, you know, difficult to make that decision uh, in terms of real time. So you um, would,
1: would you change the playing surface? you think that that's a bigger culprit than, you know, how they're actually calling the hits on a quarterback?
4: You mean the playing surface in terms of like field turf or yeah, what, to, to grass?
1: What, like grass, would that change things? Would that feel different than you know what you're falling on now?
4: Um, I always think grass feels better. Like it, if I've played a game, my hips, my knees, you know, all those kind of things feel better after having played on grass. But to be honest with you, when you're getting when you're getting taken down yeah. you know into it you don't know the difference of whether or not you're on turf or you're on grass it just hurts
1: so 320 on turf or 320 on grass it's going to hurt
4: yeah it it's it's not you know it's not you know and I've played long enough to where you know I've seen the difference of you know full force being able to take you to you know to to the ground and, and the difference um in those things and and uh I think it's a good thing.
1: How many times do you think you've been sacked in your career?
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Just give me a I'm guess. I'm guessing you have know, 15 years, roughly 15 years, and I don't know, three, 400.
1: Paulie, you got the exact number? I got 471 for Matt Ryan. 471. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember one of the 471 more than the, any of the other?
4: <laughs> um. There was one in a Bowl. Oh, that was, that that, that was one. I think that's something. Ouch. Thanks, Dan. Sorry. Appreciate it. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Sorry about that. No, it's honestly one. I remember the most. um, I was a, and I, it probably doesn't even count as a sack. I was a rookie. We were playing in Carolina. Uh, Oddly enough, John Fox, who's on our staff now was the head coach in Carolina. And I was playing up there. I think it was maybe week three or four. And like first drive of the game, I got smoked by Julius Peppers right across the chin. Threw a pick six. It came back, and it was one of those roughing the passer uh, calls that that you talked about earlier. It, it ended up coming back. But I remember being hit like that and being like, "Oh man, this is this is going to be a different day. Buckle up."
1: So I should have. How many regular season sacks? That's what I should have. <laughs> that's that should have. Or the most painful, well, no, physically, the most. See, I got to work with my staff there, Matt. You know, we were workshopping this and I brought up the Super Bowl.
4: I'm with you, man. You're always good as the guys around you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're always good as the guys around you. And it feels like we're three,
1: two, and one, I think, in here, <laughs> Matt. Hell, it's over 500. We'll take it. Yes. Does the Super Bowl come up in Indianapolis very often, as you know, much as it might have in Atlanta or when people would interview you?
4: no you know i I don't think it's 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 i guess for lack of a better term, my baggage, not their baggage you know there's oh, cool. there's um lots of lots of things that have gone on here that that I wasn't aware of before too that that you're kind of you know coming into um but it only comes up when you know people are asking me to tell them how many sacks I have in my career and, <laughs> and trying to you know go go through that. <laughs>
1: Why does Matt come on with us every year if we treat him this way? Oh, Dan, you're the best. Uh, you got the Titans. You guys play the Titans is it every other week or every <laughs> 3 weeks it feels like you play the Titans.
4: Yeah, it seems like it seems like it's yeah, something something like that uh since I've been here. It's uh it's quick. I mean, what's wild is, you know, it's five of five of our uh, first seven are in division, which I don't think at any point in my career I've ever, yeah. you know, I've ever had that many games uh, front-loaded. You know, I've I've had a lot of them where you have them in the back end where, you know, you have a chance to, you know, either pick up ground or close ground, whatever you need to do. Uh, but it's it's definitely different this year playing five of the first seven in division.
1: Great to talk to you as always. And uh, hopefully you don't add to the sack total or the roughing the passer. Everything's going to be good. No worries against the Titans. You don't have to worry about that defense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening
1: to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller
2: Lite. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female
0: president.
4: And then you have China.
0: And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters.
4: He got his yo-yos to Europe in time. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
3: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Charles Barkley, join us on the program. Drinks are on you,
6: Charles. Uh, Drinks are definitely on Chuck, man. I just want to thank my TNT family. Uh, Man, I've got a great company I work for, so I'm excited to be back with TNT and uh, looking forward to the future.
1: How did the uh, Live Tour negotiations affect, or did they affect your contract with TNT?
6: Zero. Zero percent. You know, TNT asked me, like, uh, they said, we need something from you. Would you give us something? And I said, what do you want? They're like, we need you to stay longer. We can't lose you and bid on the NBA. So that's how the negotiations started and went. I says, well, I don't want to work till the day I drop dead. They're like, well, we need you to stay at least three more years because we got the – they're going to bid on the NBA. I mean, I I think they're probably going to start bidding on the NBA really soon. They said, we can't let you leave in three years and bid on the NBA. So they asked me would I sign for a couple more years. And I said, well, you guys been great to me. I'll stay on a couple more years. And, uh, I mean, there's probably zero chance I'm going to stay for the entire 10 years, Dan, to be honest with you. But they've been great to me, and I wanted to do something for them, and they did me a favor.
1: All right. How does your agent approach negotiations? Can you factor in What Tony Romo makes or Troy Aikman makes or analysts in different sports, Uh, what Tom Brady is going to make from Fox. Because you're extremely valuable, and I've said you're probably the most valuable member of the media right now. So, how do you go in and negotiate?
6: Well, Dan, number one, you've said that before, and I want to thank you for the kind words. Uh, First of all, I didn't, uh, my agent who I love, Mark. He's done a fantastic job, had nothing to do with this. I met with Turner personally because, dude, I'm not worried about money at this stage of my life. Listen, if I don't have enough money by now, I'm a big idiot. I mean, I played 16 – no, I mean, seriously, Dan, I played 16 years in the NBA, and this is my 22nd year starting night on Turner. If I don't have enough money by now, I'm just an idiot. Well, you're
1: not a very good gambler, though, so I got to factor in, you know (laughs) –
6: well, I, I factor when I read um, when I renegotiate my deals and do commercials. I factor in gambling losses.
1: <laughs> That's your uh, gambling loss money when you do your Subway commercials.
6: Uh, Subway, Capital One, <laughs> Big Sporting Good. Hey, and I want to thank the Broncos and uh, and the Chargers for the worst boring football <laughs> game in the history of civilization last night no Those no no that my- that was last
1: Thursday. the last two Thursdays are worse than what we had last night
6: no uh, uh you're right <laughs> uh, what what was the game that was worse than last night
1: uh yeah the bears and the commanders
6: that was that, that, that was the worst <laughs> hey that was the worst football game I ever seen until last night but to tell you how uh how crazy this thing is, last week I had the bears. And last night I had the Broncos, and, and, the, and the only reason I would watch two <laughs> games that bad is I bet on them. Yes, but those, I'm damn, I'm not joking. Last Thursday, when they were like at the three yard line, all they needed was a touchdown. That was the worst game I had ever seen until <laughs> last night. But the only good thing, hey, but the only good thing about last night, I had the Broncos plus four.
1: Okay. Well- all right! Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Yeah, basketball tonight. I'm more interested in the ring ceremony for the Golden State Warriors. Um, if you're, how does Jordan Poole? It feels like the pressure is on Jordan Poole to handle all of this, not Draymond Green.
6: Does that sound right? Wow, that's a, it's a. I don't think there's anything they can do. I think this family is fractured. I don't think you can put it back together. Uh, Draymond was 100% wrong, and he's apologized, so we just keep it moving, but he was wrong. But I don't think you can put this thing back together. You know, like, Dan, if if you punch, like, in a family, if you just punch one of your family members, yeah, y'all probably don't get past it, but y'all relationship would never be the same.
1: Did you punch a teammate in practice or get punched?
6: I got to fight in practice one time with Oliver Miller. And I apologize, but it was more of a wrestling contest. I didn't just sucker punch him. I think, obviously, if you sucker punch somebody, that's a totally different animal. If two guys are know you getting ready to fight. And I think Oliver was wrong. And I think I was probably wrong for, for coming at him. But... I remember we had went away to training camp to get ready to go to the finals. And Oliver was screwing around. And I said, Yo, man, I'm going to the finals for the first time in my career. I don't need you out here jacking around. I said, I've never been to the finals before, and you're out here jacking around. And he said something to me sarcastic. And I said, Hey, if you keep it up, I'm gonna kick your ass. And he says, Well, kick my ass. Oh. And I and I now so then When you tell somebody you're going to fight them, that's totally different than just walking up on them and sucker-punching them. So, like I say, I don't know if this relationship can be repaired. And obviously, they're going to be professional, but I don't think their relationship can ever be the same again.
1: And Jordan Poole was more valuable to this team as they move forward. And, like, Draymond Green... Is is a good player for that team, but at yes. but at some point you have to say we got a new wave of younger players. We want to keep Steph and Clay. You know, are you going to bring back? You know, Draymond is going to exercise his option. I think for one more year. But if you're Golden State, at what point do you move on from him?
6: That's a great question. Hey, Draymond's a good dude. He made a mistake. The problem is he's going to be on this team probably the next couple of years. And clearly the Warriors have moved on. And I'll tell you something, man. If their young kids can play, uh, I'm a big Kuminga fan. I don't know about Wiseman because I haven't seen him play. But with Moody, Poole, if Kuminga and Wiseman can play, this team could win the championship. They're going to be in contention the next five years at least. You know, Bob Myers has – He's probably passed R.C. Buford as the best GM. Uh, and I forget my man in Oklahoma City, Sam Presley, who does a fabulous job also. Yeah. But R.C. Buford was always, uh, in my opinion, the best GM in the NBA, finding Ginobili and Parker and Kawhi Leonard and guys like that. But what Bob Myers did out here in San uh, in San Francisco, getting wise they I mean, obviously got a great break getting a draft pick that high. But him and Kamanga, man. But like, don't forget, Moody and Poole were low draft picks. Yeah. So this team could be scary, and Draymond has to accept that. I mean, he's he's been a a heck of a player. He's a great role player. He's probably going to be here two more years, and they're going to move on. But that's the way sports work. Yeah. You know, they he's been very well compensated for what he's accomplished. But you can't get bad when teams want to move on from you, Dan. You get paid for what you do, not what you used to do.
1: He's uh, the Hall of Famer inside the NBA analyst, Charles Barkley, the opening night on TNT, Celtics and the uh, Sixers, followed by the Lakers and the Warriors. The over under, if I set it at 65 and a half games for Anthony Davis this year, are you going to over or under? Under.
6: <laughs> under. You know, he's the key to the Lakers. He's a terrific talent. I said, you know, you know, you, you can put, I can actually skip tonight and put the exact same thing I said on last year. It has <laughs> nothing to do with LeBron. No, no, seriously. It has nothing to do with LeBron or Westbrook or any of those other guys. Unless Anthony Davis is a top five player, the Lakers are going to be mediocre. It's 100%. Hey, LeBron, he's on the Mount Rushmore. One of my favorite people in NBA history. I got him, you know, right up there with Kobe LeBron, Magic Bird, Bill Russell, and Wilton, those guys. He's amazing. He's an amazing man. But he's 40 years old. It's 100% going to be on Anthony Davis. If he's a top-five player, they could do some damage. If he's not a top-five player, the Lakers are going to stink. I said the exact same thing last year. LeBron put out that tweet talking I want you to keep that same energy you had over the night. And I'm gonna have that same energy open tonight. If the Lakers, if Anthony Davis is not a top five player, the Lakers are gonna be mediocre at best.
1: How do you tell a teammate who's not a good shooter to stop shooting? Because because Russell Westbrook has said publicly, "Hey, I'm a good shooter," and he's not. He's a good player, or he can be a good player. He's not a good shooter. How do you how do you do that if you have a, a teammate who's is a gunner?
6: <laughs> Gunner is such a strong word, Dan. Um, you know, I'm never going to say anything bad about Russell Westbrook because, man, I admire the hell out of that dude. Because, you know, fans always talk about all I want from my players to give me 1% effort. Russell Westbrook is the hardest player I've ever seen play in the NBA. Does he have flaws in this game? 100%. But there's two storylines that we're going to be watching in the NBA. You know, the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, they're must-watch television. We have no idea when uh, when uh, Russ is going to punch Patrick Beverly. That's, <laughs> like, we're going to have to watch because, you know, that little thing the other day when he's trying to call him in the huddle Yeah. and, and Russ is looking like, no, hell no, I'm not going in the huddle. That's real. <laughs> I I admire Russell Westbrook for not doing phony stuff. In this situation in Brooklyn, man, we got they could win the championship, (laughs) or 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 they could get Steve Nash fired by Sunday. I mean, (laughs) we got zero idea. But that's what. And then you got the situation in Philly with James Harden. You know, everybody is asking me, is James Harden cooked? I said, I don't know, Uh, but. He had the entire summer. The rehab is hamstring, but it's gonna be fun watching. Said because like I say I was like, I don't know if he's cooked or not. But like I say, you got to watch Philly, you got to watch Brooklyn, and you got to watch. And you actually got to watch what's happening out here in San Francisco, because if they don't get off to a good start, they're gonna have to do something about the Draymond situation. Like, you know, and everybody knows this in sports, winning is the best deodorant. And if the Warriors don't get off to a good start, because, man, everybody knows what's happening. You know, we all talk, we all watch TV in the morning. We all watch the Internet. If they don't get off to a good start, it like, it could be serious issues here in San Francisco. So there are some great storylines out here. And I can't wait to get started tonight.
1: Okay, you're signing this new contract, ten years. Who knows if it's a hundred million or two hundred million? Are you going to treat yourself to anything?
6: Dan, I've been buying whatever hell I
1: want <laughs> since 1984. Okay, what's the worst purchase you ever made?
6: The worst? That's a great question, Dan. Um, I bought a Porsche one time. And the one thing about Porsche, first of all, it's an amazing car, but they go too fast. Um,
1: and by the way, it's, it's Porsche. Porsche.
6: Dan, they're not going to correct me if I walk into Porsche <laughs> dealership. They're going to say, which one you want, Chuck? They're going to say, which one you want. Okay, okay why that one, that one, that
1: one. Why was it a bad, bad, bad purchase?
6: They go too fast. You think you're going like 60, 70, and you're going like 110? <laughs> and i tell you i was driving down to schuylkill in philadelphia one night it was raining and i was going about 117 miles an hour i had a 944 turbo and i lost control of my car and i closed my eyes and said it hydroplane and and i just closed my eyes and i said well this is the end (laughs) and it spent around like three or four times I took it back to the dealership the next day, <laughs> and I and then from that day forward, I've never driven a car. I'm only driving because SUVs only go so fast. From <laughs> and that that night, I've never driven. Seriously, I've never bought a car since that night. I said I'm never driving because they're amazing cars, but certain cars make you go fast, and I'm like no. I don't want to de- – I don't want to – because driving fast is just stupid. I mean, just because the car goes 100 miles an hour, that don't mean you should be driving 100 miles an hour. So from that from that point on, I've never driven anything but a truck.
1: Have fun tonight. Play nice.
6: I'm going to play nice, dude. Yeah, hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. nice. Shaq might not play nice. Say what now? Shaq might not play nice.
6: Oh man! Listen, I you know what? I haven't seen the big fella talk to the big fella since the season ended. I can't wait to see him tonight. I'm gonna give him a big hug. <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I've seen Ernie. I've se- I, I've talked to Ernie. I've talked to Kenny. But Shaq is always doing something. I can't wait to see the big fella tonight. I'm gonna give him a big hug.
1: Great to talk to you. Congrats on the deal, and thanks for joining us.
6: Hey guys, thanks, for- Dan. You make me get up a damn early in the damn morning, man. I'm going back to bed.
1: Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app,
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah!
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with Amex.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female
0: president.
4: And then you have China.
2: to start listening
1: justin herbert chargers quarterback what's the
5: official height there justin hey what's going on guys it uh it is six foot six so that is accurate were you worried
1: that you were too tall or that the scouts would say you were too tall perception
5: wise um that is something that crossed my mind i I don't think it was that important though um i thought the, the film and you know, how you threw the ball was, was more important. And so that was definitely something that I continued to work on, but uh, something I wasn't too worried about.
1: All right. What hurts today
5: after that win? Um, it's uh, definitely a tough fought win. And those are hard to come by in the NFL. So we'll take any that we can get. And uh, the body's a little sore, but, uh, you know, it feels much better after a win.
1: You don't throw a touchdown pass. I think the first time in, what, 27 games? Uh, but you do win. And I mentioned this, we never look back on ugly wins. We always look back on ugly losses, but um, how do you, how do you guys as a team go, let's just forget about it. When do you watch the film on this, by the way? And then, you know, how quickly do you move on to uh, Seattle?
5: Yeah, we'll watch it this morning. And, um, you know, I I thought there were a lot of good parts of the game, you know, things that we did well on offense and defense and, Um, You know, forced a turnover on special teams as well, and that was big for us. um, We moved the ball well, and and we converted on third downs and didn't put up enough points. Um, You know, we'd love to be able to finish in the red zone with touchdowns instead of field goals, but that's kind of the the way the game went. And, you know, the Broncos, they have an incredible defense, and we kind of knew that was the game going into it. Um, And so, you know, we're we're thankful for the the defense and the special teams coming up with some big stops and some big plays, um, ultimately giving us the win there.
1: When – when Dustin Hopkins comes out there for that field goal in overtime like what do you what are you thinking when you turn it over to him and he's injured limping out there on one leg?
5: he's tough, he's incredibly tough and um you know we've got so much respect for that guy and the way he shows up every day to work and uh, he's a professional and and going through as much pain as he did and to be able to kick like he did um, there was never a doubt with him
1: could you have kicked it like who's the backup kicker?
5: JK Scott would be the backup kicker. Um, you know, he did some kickoffs last night um for Dustin, but uh, both those guys are, are talented special kickers and uh very thankful that we have them on our team.
1: Are you an emergency
5: kicker? Um, I haven't kicked in a long time. I was a high school kicker, but uh I don't think I'd be ready to 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 handle that challenge.
1: Well, I don't know. You know, you if you have to do things that other quarterbacks don't do, let's, you know, let's see Josh Allen do this. <laughs>
5: It would definitely be a challenge going out there and kicking and um, especially not using a PAT pad to, to get the ball off the ground so Ooh. that's something I got to get used to and, and get a couple practice reps in before I try.
1: How much football did you watch on Sunday?
5: Uh, a ton of it you know we started out with a walkthrough and some some meetings here and then kind of had the afternoon off to, to kind of go over the game plan and Um, Just had football going on in the background. And, um, you know, it's always great to check up on other teams and just kind of see uh, what's going around the league. So it's always good to watch football.
1: Who fascinates you?
5: Um, Shoot, there are a bunch of quarterbacks in this league that, you know, I've got a ton of respect for. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those guys are are talented, special players. And um, any chance you get to watch those guys, you're going to be able to pick up something from their game.
1: Okay. What have you picked up?
5: Um, you know, I, I think it's just all about competing, uh, being a competitor and putting your team in the best position to win. And, you know, it might not always be a pretty game, but they're they're going to find a way to, to move the ball, convert on third downs, um, and get their team in the red zone, score, um, and just ultimately win.
1: Any difference between playing a day game and a night game for you?
5: Um, I've always enjoyed playing the night games. It just kind of under the lights, as I thought of has always been a really cool moment, and um, you know, I kind of hate waiting throughout the day just to go play, so that's kind of why the, the early games are fun to me, too, but uh, both are, are great opportunities to go play football.
1: Do you subscribe to, I got to get popped once to really feel like now the game's started?
5: <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I think uh, that's kind of one of those things that um, definitely gets you going early on in the game. If you get hit and, and you realize, you know what, all right, we're, we're back into it, I can handle this, um, I can take that shot, and I can keep rolling, and um, you know, I, I think that's definitely something the, the running backs feel, uh, especially. But uh, definitely something that comes up because it's so violent.
1: I, I always tell people, if you watch the game from the sidelines, you'd never let your kids play football because of the. It's like car crashes.
5: It uh, it is definitely a, a tough sport to watch sometimes, and um, it, I've got so much respect for the offensive linemen, the linebackers, the running backs, the guys that go at each other every single play. I don't know if my body could physically handle that. Um, and so I've got all the more respect for those guys to, to be able to do that every play.
1: We had Matt Ryan on first hour, and he said he'd be up for replay for the roughing the passer. Now, you know, He he said that the worst part is when they land on you. It's not the hit as much as when they land on you. What do you think of that?
5: Yeah, that's, that's definitely the, t- the tough part about those hits is, um, you know, those are – Really fast, strong, athletic guys falling on top of you, and um, you know it never feels good to be able to get hit in the ribs or or the lungs or anything like that. And um, you know it's all about just being safe and getting the ball out as quickly as you can, uh, making sure you don't take as many hits as you can.
1: Well, congrats on the win! And uh, if you need any more footballs fun shirts for the family, you let us know. More <laughs> more than happy to send them your way.
5: I appreciate that. I've, I've got plenty of my family, so I think they're covered. But uh, always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Kia, movement that inspires.
3: Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.